Hello all you nightmare nerds and welcome to an episode of Old Haunts, where we will be talking about my favorite place in the world, Bangor, Maine. Today's podcast will be a little different than your typical Nightmare Network show. Today I'll be taking more of an introspective approach to places that find ways to carve their place into our hearts and become something truly special, especially if their history is embedded in some of the most renowned horror works to ever be put to page. Welcome to Old Haunts. Hello, Nightmare Nerds, and welcome to our first episode of Old Haunts this season. Uh, last season, if you uh, were a listener, we did this to Estes Park, uh, where I got to go and stay at the famous Stanley Hotel, where Stephen King wrote The Shining. And it was a really, really, really fun episode, and so I thought I would come back to it and do um, another Old Haunts for uh, probably what is my favorite place in the world, uh, which is Bangor, Maine. Uh, some of this might be also a little familiar to you as well, because if you recall last season, we had a very special guest interview with Jamie Tinker from the Stephen King Tours of Maine, LLC, uh, talking about the amazing tour service that he runs up there that takes you through um, all of the different spots from Stephen King's Maine, uh, because if you don't know this already, uh, Bangor is essentially a, uh, uh, you know, Derry, Maine from It is essentially a doppelganger for Bangor, so takes you to all the famous spots that are, uh, you know, that are made famous by It, um, a bunch of other different books, so, uh, you know, we did talk about the tour specifically, but um, I, I essentially wanted to come back here and really talk about the town of Bangor, Maine, and, uh, you know, my experiences there, and how how it makes me feel to be able to go up there and uh, you know spend my time up there. So uh, I'm doing something different for this uh, episode of Old Haunts. Uh, usually I have a very very detailed set of uh, notes and uh, bullet points that I want to bring up for podcasts, but today I have none of them. I have no notes. Uh, I have a word written on my screen that says Bangor. And I'm going to talk about it. And the reason I wanted to try it this way is because I, I kind of did that before, right? Like, we, you know, we, we did it through, you know, some of the Jamie Tinker episode. And I feel like my relationship uh, with this town is something really, uh, really emotional and uh, really kind of cerebral. And it's something that, you know, I have a few stories that I like to attribute to it. And I thought it would be cool to just try to get some sort of raw emotion into audio form and give it to you guys. So if you like it, let me know. Uh, I can certainly try more episodes like this where I'm just on the fly and, and kind of thinking off the top of my head and really kind of getting into the emotions. Um, but if it doesn't work, that's also fine too. We will, uh, we will go back to a more rigid note-taking format and uh, see where it goes. Uh, this might be a bit of a shorter episode, considering uh, we are coming from the top of my head, but I'm going to try uh, to see what happens and and just give you guys uh, good content and some some good stories uh, for uh, for for the uh, for the nightmare nerds. So the first time I went to Bangor was in uh, 2018, 17 or 18. I can't remember which. Um, and it was a really interesting experience for me because at the time, um, I, I was a I was a really uh, poor, struggling musician and college student uh, for a long time, 
Um, when, when I was in college, I wasn't able to really work a job to support myself because I had a full-time class schedule during the week and almost every, uh, not almost, every weekend I was coming home to play shows with my band. And uh, it, it was very, very stressful. And the subject matter of one of our band uh, band's albums was called Between Two Cities. And it was about me being feeling stuck between these two different places uh, because I was really pulling myself thin and just going back and forth between uh, you know these these two chapters of my life essentially. And it was really, really difficult. After that, after I'd quit the band, I uh, I moved to Florida for a little bit, and I, I went to grad school down there, and that didn't really work out too well for me. So I came back home and uh, enrolled in uh, graduate school, uh, where I currently am right now, working full time. And uh, I I had a uh, I, I love education; it was great, but I think part of me wanted to stay in college because I was a little scared of the real world. Right, and I, uh, I, 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 I wasn't ready to go out into it. I, I was a little terrified that that I wasn't prepared, uh, mostly because I was stretching myself so thin throughout the my main college years that I was wondering, did I even learn how to do anything? Because all I remember is driving back and forth a million times, and so the result of this eight-year period of adulthood really was the fact that I really didn't have a lot of money, and it was a very stressful time, and as i'm sure i'm sure most of you can commiserate with being a being a full-time student even when you have a full-time job is very stressful and you know and i i i was real i was really in a in a bad place for a while because i couldn't i couldn't support myself completely i was living at home with my parents you know they were helping me out as much as they could and and they were very supportive about it which is good for them but you know it doesn't always make you feel great to have to dote yourself out on on others like that and be, you know, because of this, <laughs> I never paid for a vacation or went anywhere that I actually, you know, not that I didn't want to go, but that I got to pick or wanted to go to my entire life. Uh, my family was really big Disney nerds, right? And so my, my mom still to this day, they go to Disney every year. They don't go anywhere else. I, one time I asked them if they wanted to go to London just to be like, hey, you know, if you're going to go overseas, my, my parent, my mom, who's like afraid to not lock her door in a when she knows I'm coming over, like we'll lock her door in a very, very nice suburb of New Jersey. Um, you know, I was like, well, if you're going to go overseas, maybe we could go to London. You know, that's that, that'd be that'd be fine. And uh, she's her response to me was, why would I want to go anywhere overseas where I could just see every country I want to uh, at Epcot? So uh, that's where I am right now with my parents. Uh, they found something that they love and good for them. Love that for them. But I was going to Disney like every year with my parents because that's where they wanted to go, and they were paying my way, so which was nice. So, uh, you, you know, I, I never got to really pick where I got to go for my vacations, and in turn, I never really got to go somewhere I really wanted to. And, and it was a dream of mine to go to Bangor uh, since since high school. Right in high school was the first time I had ever read It by Stephen King, and if you know anything about me, you know it's my favorite book of all time. You know I've read it multiple, 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 multiple times. Uh, when it, the It remake came out, I saw it, I saw it uh, four times in four days, which was fun. Uh, I saw it opening night. I saw it uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and then Monday night. I went again for good measure. 
uh, or what? Or, sorry, that was Thursday to Sunday is what I meant. Uh, this, see, this is what happens when I don't have notes. I go off the fly. But anyway, Thursday to Sunday, I saw it every day when it came out. And I had known that they had offered the Stephen King tour up there for a long time, and it was something that I always wanted to do. But again, because of my financial condition, I always thought it was something that I was never going to be able to do. And so um, around comes 2017, 2018, I'm, I'm finally making a little bit of money, and uh, I'm dating someone who also likes to travel, and she wants to go somewhere. And, um, and I say I would love to go to Maine. Right, I like I, this is something I've always wanted to do, and uh, to her fairness, she said, "Sure, let's go." Um, and we we went up there, and I, 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 it was really like a movie in my mind, right? Like 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 I, you, Bangor is so far up into Maine, and it's really not even that far up into Maine. If you look, there's like hundreds of miles north past Bangor up to the Canadian border, but. Uh, you know, we're driving north through Boston, you know, we're based in Philadelphia, so we're driving north through Boston and, uh, you know, up up towards, uh, uh, you know, New Hampshire, and we get through New Hampshire and into Maine, and we're passing through Portland, and I'm over here like, oh my gosh, I'm in Maine, that's Portland, Maine, as if, like, it's, it's like a, as if it's like a life-changing city, you know, Portland's pretty, pretty awesome, but, you know, it's not, it's not like I was like, oh my god, that's Atlantis, that's what it felt like to me at the time, but, you know, so, so so Portland is at the very, very uh, you know the the almost the border of Maine. So it's it's at the south of Maine, and Bangor is two and a half hours north of Portland. Like you just have to keep going and keep going up into this wooded wilderness, and driving on on ninety five like up through these woods, it it feels like. It, you know, it, it it felt like I was being like transported into a different world where I was going to arrive to Bangor and it wasn't actually going to be Bangor, right? It was going to be Derry. And that I was, I was literally pulling a dark tower and crossing through a doorway into a thinny and out into a different level of the dark tower and into actually Derry itself, not Bangor. That's what it felt like the first time I went there. Spoiler alert, it did not happen. I ended up in Bangor, but that's just as great. That first trip in Bangor was something else. Uh, we, we had booked an Airbnb, and this was in the middle of summer, uh, middle of July. And we, uh, this was July 4th, actually. I remember we watched the fireworks over the uh, Penobscot River, which was awesome. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but, but yeah, so, so this was 4th of July weekend, and it was so hot in Bangor. And we had booked an Airbnb, and I guess my bad, I didn't notice that the Airbnb site said they didn't have air conditioning. So we get to this Airbnb, and the the lady hides a key for us under a rock, and we open the door, and she left us a note. This is her house that we are paying to stay at, and she left us a note that said, hey, it's way uh, too hot in here. I went to my cabin on the lake. Uh, Enjoy the house. The house was too hot for the owner to even stay there, but still found it okay to rent it out to someone else. I don't think I slept less in my life than I did in that house. It, we, it was so difficult to fall asleep. We were pouring sweat. We were taking ice cold showers before bed and then hopping in to uh, hopping in, hopping into the bed, opening all the windows, putting the ceiling fan on, which was going like you know, one revolution a minute. It was the worst ceiling fan in the world. And we couldn't breathe. 
And so uh, one of the cool things about that was uh, we kept waking up at like four or five in the morning and couldn't go back to sleep because we were so hot. And, um, and so we were like, we have to go somewhere to like eat and drink or like at least drink. Like we need water. We're losing water like by the second through our sweat. And so we found the only place for breakfast that was open that we could find. And it was this, this kind of dive bar, slash breakfast townie place called Judy's. And if you've ever been to Bangor, if you're a Bangor listener, you'll, you'll know Judy's. And so we go in there and it's, it's it, like, it feels like a, like a townie biker bar, like a, like a little dive bar, but they're serving breakfast and everything. And there's, there's these, these, you know, Bangor, Bangor locals in there at, so for some reason at five in the morning, pretty sure one of them was drinking a beer and we are just sitting at this bar eating a delicious breakfast um, and, and it, it was just a, a very surreal experience. So if you ever find yourself in Bangor with no air conditioning or you just want a delicious breakfast, please go to Judy's. It is, it was, it was such a surreal experience and it has such a place in my heart because of that. So, so Judy's was, was really, really, really great find. So we're staying in Bangor and it's like way too hot. And, uh, you know, the first thing on the first day that we have booked is the Stephen King tour. I was not going to stay there another night without going on this tour. If you want to know more about the Stephen King tour, you can go on their their website or you can listen uh, to last year's uh, season finale, the uh, uh, an interview with Jamie Tinker from the Stephen King tours, the main LLC. But I'll give you a little bit of a, a summary just emotionally of what it was like to take that. Um, Stephen King has been such, uh, you know, such an important influence to me throughout my entire life. And I have a really interesting relationship with uh, with the book It. Um, and we're going to do a uh, RIP reboots of it later on this season uh, where we dive a little deeper into this. So uh, please be sure to keep an eye out for that. But uh, I, I so when I was uh, when I was little, I my sister had rented the miniseries it with uh, Tim Curry from Blockbuster uh, when I couldn't have been more than f- three or four years old. And for whatever reason, and I thank her very much for this day, she let me watch it with her. My sister also hates scary movies. I don't know in what context she was like, yo, let's get let's get this. But she got it. And so I watched it with her. And for whatever reason, I was obsessed with it. And I, and I loved it. And I would always want to rent it when we went there. And my parents were like, no, you probably don't want you to watch that anymore because I was having nightmares about it. It really terrified me. And, um, and <laughs> for my kindergarten gra- graduation... Um, so I must have been like six by this time, I think. Kin- kindergarten graduation, my my mom and pup up were like, hey, what do you want for your kindergarten graduation? And I told them, I want it on VHS. And so my grandparents, not having any idea what it is, I'm sure they went into a sun coast and were like, yeah, I want it. And then they pointed them to the direction of this two VHS collection. And she sees a clown on the cover and she's like, oh, look, it's a little clown. He's going to, yeah, I mean, no wonder why he loves that. You know, not knowing that it's the fuel of nightmares. So, uh, <laughs> so I have, I have, I'm going to try to find them and post them on the Nightmare Network um, account. But I have, oh my God, I think they're in my basement. Oh my God, I'm going to go look for it after this and try to find it. But I have pictures of me. Um, I have pictures of me like holding it in picture, like the VHS copy of it at my kindergarten graduation. And it's just, it like if there's ever, like that's a funeral pick right there. When I die, that that should be like number one. Check it out. Mike had it, um, you know, at, at his kindergarten graduation. 
So later on in life, um, in high school, is when I first decided to pick up the book and started reading it. And um, I, and so I, I had this really surreal experience because it was already so connected with my with my childhood, like my very young childhood. And I was reading it again in high school, you know, on the precipice of, uh, you know, of adulthood, of this transition period where you're getting ready to leave your childhood behind. And those are some major themes of the book. And so I had this really, really weird um, art imitates life moment with it as a story. And it, it and that's why it became my favorite book, because I had this interesting connection to it that it was mirroring my life. And so... You know, I, I had such a connection I felt to Derry, and so the first time that I was standing outside of that Air, that Airbnb because I couldn't stay inside anymore because I was dying of heat stroke, and watched the red, uh, you know, Stephen King tours of Maine van pull up with with Pennywise on the front, it was a I I almost cried. It, it was that it was that visceral of an experience, and you know, so so we're taking this tour and we're we're going all over the town. And we're seeing, um, you know, the 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 canal where they throw Adrian Melanin in the beginning of the book, and we're seeing the standpipe where Stan sees, you know, where Stan sees uh, the dead kids come down, and and we're seeing the sorgate that inspired um, the the novel, and we're 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 seeing we're seeing Derry, right? And we see the Paul Bunyan statue. We're we're seeing Derry, and it was everything I wanted. It, it was a surreal moment for me, absolutely. And I, I just remember being emotionally overwhelmed that day and just loving every, every second of it. And it's no wonder that since that first visit, I've been back there uh, at least over 10 times. I go back maybe two or three, three times a year. I think, I think one year I maxed out at four. Um, and I, I, I love Maine and I love going up there. I love that feeling, that burst of serotonin that it gives me in my brain cells, right? Because you know, it's, it's, it's such a, I, for me, I don't know, I could be wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong. But for me, it's such an interesting connection that I have to it, you know? Um, and I'm sure you guys have places like that too, you know? Like, what's your favorite place in the world and why do you feel that way? You know, the mind's bang or Maine. Um, and, which, which I'm sure people from Bangor are like, really, this is your favorite place? But it's 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 Bangor, Maine. So in the comments, you know, like and subscribe. Let me know what your favorite place is and, and tell me why. And, and and I'm sure there's an emotional, you know, reason for that. And for, for mine, it was this crazy kind of history I had with these narratives of art imitating life. So, uh, you know, so, so my first trip kind of keeps going along. And I have this really amazing experience uh, with... Uh, you know, with with uh, the Stephen King tour, and then the, the, then there's so many other great things to love about this place. Um, for example, uh, th there's this place called the Darling's Waterfront Pavilion. I think is what it's called. And um, and the first time we were there, I saw Steve Miller Band there. Steve Miller Band was just playing in Bangor, right? So so we we went to a Steve Miller Band concert, and he played every steve miller band song that you are aware of i assure you um he played abracadabra so i i got my dance on because that was a great time and uh you know it, it was it was just such a such a such a cool experience you know being able to see this rock and roll legend in a town that i was convinced wasn't even real you know, so uh, yeah, and this was Fourth of July weekend too. So there was there was parades and celebrations, and 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 there's an amazing downtown area with all these little, you know, boutiques and shops, and and uh, you know, I, I have I have my 
my little uh you know my little traditions whenever i go there now um me and my my current girlfriend we have a we have a tradition where every time we go to uh bang to bangor now we we make sure to spend some time in the downtown area and go to one specific antique shop and um and we we'll, we'll walk around the antique shop try to find something cool and uh at the very least we'll leave with um We'll leave with at least five or six packets of like vintage 1990s uh, baseball cards, which they have there, and they're like 50 cents a, a pack. So we'll buy like five, six packs of them, and then we'll go down to a Sea Dog Brewing Company, which is right on the Penobscot River, and we'll drink a beer while we're uh, opening uh, baseball card packs and like watch the river and everything. And it's it's just a really, re- you know, it's it's one of those things where it puts me in my happy place. And there's a lot of things about Bangor that put me in my happy place. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, in my, in my older years, I've developed quite a taste for the craft beer. And there's some uh, amazing, amazing breweries in the area. All not a sponsor, by the way, but I'll give you guys some drops. The, um, Mason's, Two Feet, uh, Gagan's, uh, Blank Canvas, uh, Black Bear. They're all great. And uh, Mason's Brewing Company, if you're ever in Brewer, Maine, uh, which is right across the river from Bangor boasts my favorite beer of all time which is uh the ghost reaper ipa which is an ipa um made with uh, ghost peppers uh, brewed with ghost peppers and it's my favorite beer and i have an ev- i have another tradition uh every every year at christmas time for the past two years i intend to do this i make a day trip up to uh up to maine uh in between uh in between uh, on the weekends in between jobs and so uh i'll drive eight hours up there have lunch at mason's buy a case of uh ghost pepper ipa and then uh you know sp- go look at all my stephen king stuff take a ride around say like oh look at steve's house oh look it's the standpipe uh grab a um a real main whoopie pie from Ledbetters and a uh, a bottle of moxie and uh, then I'll, 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 with my case of ghost pepper beer, I will drive all the way back down, get home after midnight, and spend almost 16 hours on the road in one day. And this past year, one of my buddies, Lou, who uh, Lou actually does the, uh, he, he wrote the intro music for Nightmare Network. So everybody give it up for Lou. Uh, he accompanied me uh, on, this, to, on this trip uh, in my madness, and he, as far as I know, he had a great time. And it's really important to me because I have this great beer that's only brewed in this one place. Um, It's only brewed like one or two times a year. And I can get a whole case of it and I can bring it to my family and friends for Christmas and be able able to share that with them. Uh, It it also has a really special place for me because, um, you know, growing up, my, my, I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you this, but uh, my mother... Uh, and father were not very outdoorsy people. They only really wanted to go to Disney. So I, I never really got to camp or hike or anything. And I never spent a lot of time outside. And, uh, you know, as I got older and I got, I got more active in my life and, and more fit, I, I wanted to, I wanted to spend time outside in nature. Like I love nature. Uh, and I, I didn't know that about myself until, you know, my, my middle to late twenties that I, that I enjoyed being outside and being in nature. And uh, the first time we ever went to Bangor, because the because the uh, the the Airbnb we were staying at was so hot, we couldn't stay there another night. So we called every campsite we possibly could in Acadia National Park, and um, 
and to see if they had an opening. And this was 4th, 4th of July weekend in Acadia. Like, that's a difficult thing. And we finally found one that had one night open that night. And so we went out immediately. We didn't have any camping gear. We bought all of our camping gear and, uh, and, and went down there and, and stayed at night. And we're, we're finally like, oh, my God, we're able to breathe. But while we were there, that was the first that was the first mountain I ever climbed was Door Mountain. The Door Mountain Ladder Trail in Acadia National Park was the first ever mountain I climbed, which if you know anything about the Door Mountain Ladder Trail, that is not like an easy first trail. There's literally a, a there's literally a ladder like stapled into the side of a rock that's on a on like an angle upward towards the towards the sky and you have to like jump up on this rock and grab them and you're like on a, the side of a mountain so you're like, it, I don't know how I did it at the time because it, like that was my first experience to climbing mountains my first two were the door mountain ladder trail and the beehive which if you know anything about the beehive it's it's literally climbing a cliff face with like r- iron rungs stapled into the side of the into the side of the wall and you know, but but once you get to the top, you have these beautiful view, views of Sand Beach from Acadia, and 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 it's it's such a special place to me now. Acadia is also one of my favorite places in the world uh, because of the nature and because of that first experience I ever got to have climbing those mountains, and uh, and 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 really, it was my first experience of freedom. Um, I would say you know, in nature, you know, be, being able to stay out there and do kind of what I want to do. And I, I, it always has a very, very large place in my heart uh, because of that. <laughs> we are going back again this summer, and I just spent a few, uh, a f- I've been spending like so many days like plotting out all of the things. Because usually when we go there, um, we, we stay in Bangor for two or three nights, and, uh, and, you know, we'll do our Stephen King tours, our brewery tours. We'll, we'll eat at all of our favorite places. We'll get as many um, baseball cards as we possibly can. And then we, had, we either drive down to Bar Harbor for a day or uh, we'll spend one night camping in Acadia. Very rarely have I ever spent more than one night. And uh, last year, we scheduled a trip with uh, – uh, it, was, it was me, my girlfriend, her brother, and his girlfriend – and we were finally staying three nights in Acadia, and we were we were so excited about it because because I've you know I, I've been there quite a bit, but I I've never I've never done things like hiked Cadillac Mountain right, and I've always wanted to do that, and uh, I, we just never seem to have the time while we're there because there's a whole bunch of other stuff we have to do. Um, so we finally booked three nights there, and we we're like we're gonna we're gonna do all of the hikes, and we got there, <laughs> we got there, and it was pouring rain pouring rain for all three days we were there to the point where we were soaked and miserable at our campsite there, there was one brief um reprieve and and we wanted to climb the beehive but we couldn't because it was so slick and slippery so we're like well, we can't do that so we ended up hiking the beach trail which has one of the greatest views ever and it's it's a very manageable trail at least up to uh up to the uh there's uh, there's a word uh, name for it. I can't remember the name, but up to the point where you can have this really great view. Um, so I highly recommend the beach trail. But um, yeah, we couldn't do anything, so we were stuck in our tents and and not really doing anything. And and the one day we had booked a whale watching tour, and we were so excited for that, but that canceled because of the weather. And so we we're like, what do we even do? So we what, what we did instead was we booked a night at the harbor side, which is this really fancy. Um, 
you know, hotel that's like over the water in Frenchman's Bay. And uh, the the weather finally cleaned up, the, cleared up the last day we were there. And what we decided to do is we took a little boat cruise on the harbor, not out into the ocean to see uh, whales. And it was still, an, or still, e- even with all that rain, was an amazing experience. And it it's it it just gives me it gives me joy to be there. The air is so clear; you can just feel it in your lungs. And uh, so so we're very excited because this time around we are planning um, to climb uh, Cadillac Mountain, and we're gonna try, maybe do the Penobscot Mountain Trail or the Katie Mountain of Man War. And there's a whole bunch of trails that we've always wanted to do that we never had a chance to. And uh, this is our this is our time to do it. So we are quite stoked on that. But, uh, you know, so, so, and, and there's so, so many great memories I have just going up there. And, you know, since that first time, I've been back probably over 10 times. And, you, you know, when I first started dating my new girlfriend, um, not my new girlfriend, we've been dating for over two years. But when I first started dating my girlfriend now, she, she had never been there and I had. And I guess there was this kind of like emotional part of me that was a little bit worried about like, you know, like, is it OK to share this? amazing experience that I had with someone else with you, which was a silly thought because at the end of the day, it, it, it was my experience and no one was going to take that away from me. You know, not an old relationship, not anything else. My relationship with Bangor was my relationship and it was so special to me that I, I, it's, it's in me to want to share that with the people that are closest to me. So I, you know, I ended up taking, uh, Nicole, my girlfriend up there and, I don't know if she's doing it. I don't know if she says it just to appease me, but she fell in love with it too. We have such amazing times up there and she is not a Stephen King fan. And she, she's taken the Stephen King tour with me four times, three or four times, I think. And I, you know, she's always a great sport about it and she seems to really enjoy it. And, um, and it, so it's, it's special to me to be able to share that special place you know, with the people that are closest to me. And, and it's why, um, you know, I, 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 tr- I bring my friends up there, like my friend Lou, who was able to come up there. I was able to share this experience with him. And it's funny to me because on the outside, I'm pretty sure like anybody I bring there is like, yeah, this is cool. But like, this is also just a normal town in the middle of nowhere. Like, y- y- you know, y- you could do, you know, you could do things in Bangor that you could do anywhere else except for the Stephen King tour. Right. But but it has that special connection to me. And I love that. And I love experiencing places that have special connections to other people, right? I, I, I love being able to, to, to go places that mean something to my friends and my family and really understand what it is that, 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 that's special to them and that, that makes them tick. So, uh, you know, please let me know in these comments. I want to know what, what you think is your special place and, 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 and wh- why is it important to you and, and why you like to bring, you know, why you like to share that w- with other people. You know, I, actually, no one in my family has been up to Bangor, and, and I think that's changing this summer, which is really exciting for me. Um, I think uh, maybe my parents and maybe one of my siblings is going to come up there with me, and I, I can show them. Um, you know, like, you know, this is why I come up here. This is why I have fun. This is my special place. And uh, by all means, I am forcing them to do the Stephen King tour. Nobody is stopping me. It's like, you know, when you're like a little kid and you meet new people and you're just like, oh, this is a new person. They need to know everything about me. Oh, so I, you know, you grab their hand. You're like, okay, so this is my favorite toy. Um, this is my favorite place to sit. This is my favorite place to, to eat my snacks. I, I feel that way when I go to Bangor. I 
feel like I'm a little kid again and that I, and that I get to share these beautiful things with, with, with people that I love. And that's what makes it such a special place for me. And I know you guys have a special place in your heart too that, that you like to take people to. It feels like it's become a part of your personality. It feels like it's become a part of who you are. And I would love for you to let me know on our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube, wherever you can comment, what is that special place for you? And and why do you love bringing people there? What do you what do you make people do when you go there? Is there is there a Stephen King tour for you where you go that that it's something that you have to do whenever you go? And trust me, it's getting a little expensive to keep going up there and shoveling money into a tour I've taken four times already. But by golly, I'm still gonna do it. So uh, please, like I said, please like and subscribe and let me know where, where you know what wherever it is that you go that is your special place and please also let me know if if there are any other old haunts any spooky locales and any terrifying terrifying trips that you take that you would like to be featured on the nightmare network podcast thank you guys so much for tuning in today it's a little shorter than normal but uh but this was a really fun episode to talk about something that was really really important to me so uh sounding off here from the nightmare network production office have a good one nightmare nerds Thanks for tuning in to Season 2 of Nightmare Network. Remember to like and subscribe and follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for updates regarding all things terrifying. Is there a movie or TV series you want us to talk about on our podcast? DM us and let us know. Remember, here at Nightmare Network, you share your scares.